Hey guys, this is Crazy Juicy Love. If you're ready to change your life, your finances, and your love life, hiring a coach will dramatically give you results in any area that's important to you. This is season two of Crazy Juicy Love. Why hiring a coach will change your life. guys so welcome back to the crazy juicy love podcast i am so excited for this wonderful and powerful (laughs) lady right in front of me her name is colette ellis and i'm so excited she is the creator of um (laughs) i almost forgot the name um going within um so tell me about your business how it started how the name I, i just really love that Mm-hmm. Um, how did it even get started with starting with them? Yeah, that's awesome. So I am Coach Colette and my business is InStep Consulting. And about two years ago, I developed the Start Within Coaching brand as a way of really creating, I like to say creating, creating a wrapper or a hug around the work that I do. Uh, in the wellness space and the coaching space and the healing space, Mm. uh, primarily for women. Um, And it actually, ironically enough, since you're a coach and I'm a coach, it was one of these funny instances. I was at a retreat with my coaches, uh, like I said, about two and a half years ago. And my coach was pushing me around like, you know, what is it that you do? And, you know, and you know, when you're in that space and I (laughs) I was like, I don't know. And we kept going back and forth and I'm like, wellness and mindfulness and this and that and meeting people where they are and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, there were three of us and I don't know who said it, said something about start within. And then we all laughed. It was like, oh my God, that's so funny. And then all of a sudden it was that moment of like, wait a minute, that's actually kind of good. And literally, so honest transparency, that's how the Start Within Coaching brand was born. And it it is, and then when I started going through and really uh, spending time to really think about what's the process, what's the journey that I've been through personally as an entrepreneur and as a, you know, as a woman and a female founder, and that, you know, I want to help other women along in their journey. And so that's how it was born. Wow. Well, how did you, how did you even get into coaching? Like, Hmm. you know, this was something you're going to do Did it call to you. Like, because I find that sometimes it just like, it finds you. So yeah. what was your journey to even getting getting to this point? Yeah, yeah, I'd say a little bit of both. So part of it, like way back, even when I wasn't technically fully in business, I would get those kinds of questions around, what should I do about this? Or what, ha- you know, how can I do better in my career and those kinds of things. So that's kind of where it started. And so even when I, I, I come from a training and organizational development background, so leadership development. So I've always been in the people business, even when I was working for other companies. Mm-hmm. And so, right. So initially it was this career leadership kind of spin. And then back in 2006, I became certified in a program called Coping with Work and Family Stress. And Mm. that, I would say, was the pivot into wellness and mindfulness. And again, that was 
my journey. So I went and thought, oh, cool, another certification, you know, thinking I'm just checking off things off the list. And then I realized, because I was just kind of getting started around then, and it was like, okay, I'm taking Zantac like multiple times a week. You know, mm. to prescribe it. I'm like, I didn't even know you could prescribe over-the-counter medication. Um, <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Like a pill a day for the rest of my life? Yeah. And so, and that was that mindset shift of, oh, maybe there's a connection between like my stress and trying to do this work and build a business and my health. And so once I had that aha moment for myself, that's when I think it became even more intentional for me to continue to do the work. That's so interesting you say that because, well, two things, you know, I'm not sure you're familiar with Lisa Nichols. She even said that too. And I connected with her, not connected like one-on-one, -on -one, but like <laughs> something she said. I want to connect with her one-on-one. -on -one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember a story she said about, um, she went to the doctor. I think her doctor was, wanted her to, take some medication to go on high blood pressure medication. And I, in my family too, high blood pressure medication yes. is um, one of those things. And, you know, I have a cousin who he would rather take the medication and still drink. And I was like, no, I can't, don't want to be on medication. And it's really, I love what you're saying and what you're doing, like wellness and mindfulness, because it took a lot of mindfulness and actively really checking in, like if I'm about to like have a glass of wine or something else, like what is really important to me, my health or like these pills that I'm gonna take for the rest of my life. And that really like shifted me of like really taking charge of my health. So what was like that moment for you, for your mindfulness to really take on your health and your, your for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it really was that and, and sort of the, the, the sort of longer part of the story is that I, I, so I, I had to go to, I went to Connecticut um, to take the certification and I was staying with a friend and I went, I took, I brought enough of the pills, I guess, for the time that I was supposed to be there because I thought I was going to go do the certification and then come back. And she was like, oh, come on, stay for the weekend. So I ended up staying for the weekend. And then it was like, oh, I don't have enough. And then it was just that sense of... Because enough of the pills. Enough of the pills. And it mm. was that sense of like, mm. oh, wait, A, do I really need it, right? Because when you start doing something, you, it almost... And this, again, it's, it's as not to minimize because any kind of stomach issues, IBS, it's all serious. Right, yeah. For me, it was that beginning to start of like, oh, well... And at the end of the weekend, I was pretty much fine, right? So it was that, that aha moment. And then there was the, are there other ways to manage and deal with what's going on with my stomach mm -hmm. and starting to really think, okay, when do I feel it? When does it start to happen? Like, and it's funny because now I do emotional freedom technique, which is tapping. Mm. Oh, so, yes, right. Yeah. And so those are some of the questions that I ask clients because then it's the same thing that I had to do for myself. It was like, it's like almost becoming like your own, I call it like your own like wellness detective or your own inner detective where you're starting to actually not just say, okay, I'm going to take this. It's like, okay, maybe I'll take this. A, what else can I do, whether that's from a holistic standpoint, a diet perspective, exercise, like looking at yourself in that holistic perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and that was when I started looking at things like Slippery Elm and other kinds of supplements. And then it just kind of like opened 
it opened like a doorway or a window that I had mm. never even thought of before. Right. So I'm curious, like, why is that important? Like, especially specifically tapping. I don't think many people know about that. So can you talk about tapping and why is that important for in your business? I think because it's, well, it's mind-body connection, first of all. So uh, I was actually working with a client today and I was sharing, you know, I've had scenarios where someone, I was doing a demo session. It was like, okay, we're going to tap on, let's say, back pain. So because you can use tapping, so you're tapping on acupuncture points as you're speaking about the issue that you are wanting to get some transformation or relief around. Mm -hmm. And sometimes back pain is just a back pain, right? right. Because you did bust up, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes back pain has all and, other and sorts of emotions. And attachment too, yeah. Attachments. And so right. in that case, it was that it surfaced all of these other emotional attachments. So I think that... Um, EFT and all other things like Reiki and all other kinds of uh, mind-body tools help you to get into your body. And I'm a very cerebral person. I don't know. I'm a Virgo, Virgo sun, Cancer moon. Like I live in my head. I can <laughs> I can spend the whole work, life, rest of my life in my head. But things like tapping get me into my body and get mm. me to really think about what's going on. So if my shoulder hurts, like is it because I'm carrying a laptop or is it because I'm doing this or is there something else that's going on? And I think so for our clients, it's helpful to really be able to learn more and 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 see like the when, the where, the why and the how mm -hmm. in addition to like how I'm feeling. So talk taking me through a process of like my shoulders hurting, then you have the client basically tap. And so what are what kind of questions you're asking to like right. access that for them to discover something? Right. So I might say, you know, where where are you feeling the pain? Where in the where in your body are you feeling the pain? When did the pain start? Mm -hmm. What were you doing before the pain started to sort of get a sense of again, was it like my laptop baggy bag is too heavy or I was carrying my knapsack on one shoulder? Or was it while well, I then I was stressed, you know, hunched over my computer? Well, why were you hunched over your computer? Like I was really anxious about this email that came. You know, so mm -hmm. it's really trying to, to to really again help the client to uncover what are some of the things that are coming up around. Again, it could just be like shoulder, and I slept mm -hmm. on it funny, or there could be other things um, that are going on. And then we would tap, and with tapping, it's using, so I, I always aim to use the language that the client shares with me as part of what we call the tapping script, so that you're actually tapping on the issue that's being raised. Mm. So tell me uh, a time when you face a major you know, <laughs> barrier a breakthrough, I guess, maybe using tapping or otherwise. Um, yeah, I think, you know, there there are many moments in the entrepreneur's journey, uh, I think, at, and, and sometimes they happen at milestone points, right? So like sort of five years, there's the milestone. So there was the, you know, the, the health, the health scare that I shared, shared earlier. Uh, and there's even some, some breakdown and breakthrough around the other story with coming up with this new branding, right? Sort of looking at uh, where I was in business and really thinking like, you know, what, how do I get to the next step and sort of taking on a coach. And that was one of the things that I did, you know, entering into a program and, and as an entrepreneur, as, as an entrepreneur, that can be tricky, right? Because you're like, I don't, I don't really know how, where that's going to come from and how I'm going to mm -hmm. support myself. And so it was, it was, but I went to an event and I ended up meeting this coach and I didn't really realize how much I needed it until 
she was able to hold space for me. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, I'm not really, I'm not getting this in my life. And so I think that, you know, you as a coach, right? You're like, you, you, we know that we hold space for right. our clients, for their dreams, for their vision, for the things they want to accomplish. And I realized, wow, is there anyone that's really doing that for me in the same way, right? You know, mm-hmm. like you've got friends, you've got family, but that coaching relationship is a unique, it's a unique relationship, right? Right. Because we can often, especially <laughs> as I get, you know, become more mastery in what I'm doing, you know, you get kind of, I don't want to say cocky, but like, you know, you get very confident. You get very, you're like causing these breakthroughs. You're causing this thing. You're like, oh, I, you know, I, you know, you kind of like got it, you know, and then, but you, know, you meet somebody who a coach and they'll say something like, Ugh. you know, it's that moment that really shifts your mind. Cause I actually, I'm reading a book called the, I'm not sure you've heard of it called the prosperous coach. And he talks about like coaches need coaches. Like you can't take night. And this is what in the calling in the one, even our senior coach, she even said, you know, you can't take your clients deeper, no deeper than you can go yourself. So I was like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is something <laughs> that, uh, that's never fun to hear either. You're like, really? <laughs> 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 like uh, I'm the coach I give the homework not the other way around right you know what I mean <laughs> but, I mean guys talk to me like you know with having a coach in your life like what specific area I guess outside of business like has a coach helped you you know shift from one space to another like what was life like before what was the moment or the thing that the coach said to you that made you go hmm I need to shift this right now. Right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, that example around the, the the branding and the signature system was, that was on the professional side, that mm-hmm. sort of moment. And mm-hmm. those moments where I would be like, oh, I'm not really liking this mm-hmm. um, and still needing to push through because knowing to get to the other side and now I've, you know, and, and, and now it's sort of proof. But you don't, I didn't know today then, right? you like, you can't see, mm-hmm. you can't always see that. And so again, right. that's that, vision holding that the fact that that she and the team were able to hold that vision for me that I could get to today um, and then and and in the in the personal realm too because uh, I, I I think it's interesting you know how the universe and how we move through the universe and how like you were saying like you can only go as deep with your clients as you're willing to go yourself there's also that sense of as you're elevating not everybody is going to be with you on that journey so I actually <laughs> right. had Uh, a relationship end during all of that process as well. So the universe was like, yeah, she could take that too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And at the time I was like, no, I can't. But uh, yes, and here I am today. So, so there's that and, and, and not knowing, right. Because that wasn't part of the parameters of coaching, but I was still able to bring some of the personal issues to one of the coaches and have like, conversation at least one conversation around sort of my feelings because again like like the quote says right wherever I am personally then I'm bringing that with me like we like to think that there's like the wall between you know ourselves our work and sort of ourselves but it's it's not really there you know or you can do it up to a certain point but particularly for the work that we do it's it's really not sustainable if you're not whole in yourself 
Right. So if you, I don't know if you can share, like what was specifically you were dealing with and what did the coach say that like really transformed you to, or hmm. shifted you? Uh, yeah, that's been a while ago, but um, I think, well, A, just the ability to bring it, right? And, and also the, Courage is the word that's coming to mind. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but the courage to even ask for it, right? Like, so, because for me, one of my challenges, the sort of, sort of Colette, not Coach Colette, is asking for help. Again, it's like the ironic, ironic part, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'll be your coach, but <laughs> still working right. on asking for my help myself. So really being, being able to be vulnerable and say, you know, I know that this process is... You know, it was business and life, but being able to say, yeah, there's something going on in my life right now that I really could use some, like a sounding board just to kind of talk about things. And yeah, so it was that. So I feel like to me, the the shift almost, I won't say had less, almost had less to do with what was said in the session. It was more about, wow, I feel that I can even bring this Mm-hmm. to these people and that I can actually talk about this and I can be my vulnerable self. I can be Colette, right? I, I don't right. have to be like, oh, game face on and like, oh, I'm about to do a talk. It was like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is difficult. This is painful. It's devastating. I'm heartbroken, right? And being able to bring that and then, you know, have, have, um, have her hold space for me in that moment and not have it be that that moment was gonna you know define me for the rest of my life or you know like that that there is that future but like just be with me in this moment can you be can you Mm -hmm. be with me in this difficult moment yeah you know you know why it's so hard for people to look within because i you know i know you work with a lot of women i'm not sure what your experience with men because i a lot of people struggle with this um but in your experience, why is it so hard for people to look within? Because I, as I do this journey, I find, oh, it's it's so, even though it's painful, like you said, but it's so rewarding on the other end of, of it all. You know, why is it so hard for people to look within? Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's the, because it's interesting, like my, my tagline is start within, finish strong. And, and I have, realize that part of also what I'm being feeling called to do is sort of disrupting this aspect of strong Mm. and why I share that at this moment is that I think that the definition particularly strong black woman and I think even sort of you know like just like the manly right strong (laughs) means not being vulnerable right and so that sense of and, and and again, I, I will say like like you, this is you know I, I, I tell people when I give my talks all the time, you know I I have, I literally have had had moments in my past where I was like, don't show me the mirror, like I'm not I don't want to look, mm. I'm not I'm not ready to see it, right? So I think it's that sense of ability and willingness to be vulnerable, ability and willingness to see things. Um, and we do know, like, I feel like in, in a sense we do, we have intuition, we all have intuition. And it's a matter of our, when are we ready to listen to and tap into that intuition and do it in a loving, compassionate way, not in a like, oh my God, I'm, you know, 
people, you know, like self-talk, like, oh my God, I'm so stupid, or I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have done that. That's mm-hmm. not really going within, right? right. That's, sorry, <laughs> that, that's like, you know, you know, like beating yourself up. It's really, when can I look at this from a perspective of openness and compassion um, and, and, and not judgment? Like, what are some questions that people can start to begin to look within, you know, that will help them to engage in that conversation with themselves to move them forward, to have some kind of motion or breakthrough or even take actions in their business or love life? Like, what are some of the questions do you ask people that allow them to go with him? Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the questions that I shared around tapping, I guess, is a little different because it's still me asking other people but even with issues you know like if, if i'm having a if you're having a feeling when did i start feeling this way what else what was going on at the time when have i felt like this before mm. um so because it's sort of like you know getting a sense of what's happening now getting a sense of what's happened in the past um you know how and for me it's like i always feel like in my past i've always I do a lot of extrapolating. So like when I, when I get stuck, it's kind of like, okay, have I been through this before? Mm. If I have, what did I do? How did that work? What worked? What didn't work? So it's almost like, it's almost like doing like debriefs in my own mind. And so it's like, Mm. yeah, starting to think about, I guess, curiosity, trying to, to aim to be more curious about yourself. And again, with curiosity, can sometimes uh, minimize the judgment side. Right. So instead of being like, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. The question is, hmm, I'm curious. I wonder why I did that. Right. It's so, I really love that, you know, um, because it really allows you to really step into something, basically step out of judgment and, and, and almost, I would say, can probably push you out of anxiety because you're, you're sort of the like what you're saying debriefing or diffusing what's really happening and especially i really love like you said debrief um because it's really <laughs> like tracing back your steps to like oh okay i see why i did that i see where i did that and now i can like basically find out what's missing and then shift my own self in order to you know create a result or produce a breakthrough or or let go of some old um some baggage that I myself or you might have had in your life and I really really love that um, too and I mean I don't know if you do you know or why, why do men specifically um, struggle with this do you think I mean there's a there's been a lot of conversation ar- around this I think um, I think that sub some of it's a lot of it is external socialized i mean in your 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 man i think i would i would defer obviously to your personal experience mm-hmm. i'm obviously just speaking from the outside looking in right um but that sense of right like <clears throat> is it safe for me to to be vulnerable how am i going to be perceived if i am vulnerable mm-hmm. right you know how am i going to be perceived if i if i don't know everything if i you know if i don't have all of the answers if i can't quote do everything if I'm not if I'm not quote holding it all down right mm-hmm. like whatever language how however you want to frame it right, right. that's to me, that's sort of my opinion I don't know what what do you think or what do you hear in that um what I hear I mean for me like I well first a lot of it comes from our childhood especially African-American I mean all 
races probably, but specifically people of color, you know, we're always told to suck it up, don't cry, you know, um, be a man, you know, like saying that if you cry, that is not being a man. So we, a lot of men hold on to these beliefs so tightly and then they pass it. And I say, we teach each other these bad behavior and they were passing it along, along and along. And then, you know, we get in relationships and then women, or if you're in a straight relationship or gay relationship, then, you know, especially specifically um, straight relationship, women struggle with, like, what are you thinking? They keep asking these questions. Like, what are you thinking? What's going on with you? Like, what's exactly, <laughs> you know? And you're like, nothing. We're only nothing. laughing because it's true. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you think about this moment? What do you, it's just like, and I guess men just hold up the wall and like, I don't like, nothing's going on with me. Nothing. I'm just, and it's like, no, just a lot of that is being really totally authentic authentic with your partner because honestly I from coaching a lot of women from my experience like women just want you to just be open and authentic with they just just want to know what's going on that <laughs> like they just want to connect with you and that's it you know what I mean how can they serve you we're in a rela- this relationship together how I'm your partner how can I be of service to you because we're in this together you know that's right. my experience in coaching a lot of women, you know. Right. Yeah, and I think, and and it's the sort of the, and of course we're speaking very generally, but right. that sense of then, right, what if if both parties come together, because we tend to, even when we don't necessarily think so, we do attract often mm-hmm. people with qualities that maybe we're also seeking to work on, whether right. we want to or not, right? So then if, <laughs> right. if, um, if two people are attracted that are both closed in certain ways, right, then that communication can get stunted, right? Unless mm-hmm. there's then that creation of the safe space of, okay, I'm gonna share and yeah. I'm and I'm gonna ask that you share and and that we don't hold it against one another. That right. I think that's the challenge in, in so many relationships, right? It's like, if I've sort of kind of come and I've been completely vulnerable, and then the next time you're like, oh, well, yeah, now I see her and yeah, mm-hmm. that's, I don't wanna deal with that. Then it's like, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I shared, I was completely me and 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 I got, you know, rejected or I right. got, you know, so shamed. it's that sense, shamed, exactly. So it's that sense of how do we create safe spaces for one another to be open, to be vulnerable. Right, and there's something really, I love that you just said too, that, you know, we attract people that will shine the light on the things that we need to work on ourselves. And I think I realized that, <laughs> and a, it's so true, and if a lot of couples just come from that, that, like, there would be a lot of less divorce, you know, a lot of really juicy and healthy relationships because, you know, I, mean, I always say this quote from Marian Williamson, William Williamson in, you know, Return to Love, she was like, she, she'd say, you know, uh, love is there to shine light on the things that you need to heal in yourself. And a lot of couples do that instead of like pointing out there and doing a lot of things. What you're exactly what you're saying, what you do, and we work with people is like, okay. Well, have I been done this before? Like, where does that come from? Like, 
just like really going within and really like taking this sort of step back or this uh, looking at the steps back, working yourself backwards to now, um, people can have a lot of breakthroughs in their love and in relationships. And and if both partners are, again, safe space, willing mm-hmm. to do that for each other. Each other yes. If I'm triggered and I don't necessarily realize it, right? But if, I, if I'm in that trusted relationship, my partner might be able to share that with me. Maybe not in that moment. Maybe I'm not receptive to it mm-hmm. in that moment because I'm triggered. But so it's the self-awareness of knowing when I, when I get triggered and then being, letting my partner know, okay, am I, can I, can I hear the feedback now or would it be better to like (laughs) at another time? Right. You know, and, and vice versa so that we get to know that, oh, okay. Like, oh man. And and it's the thing with triggers, right? Because the more aware, the more aware you become of them, then you start to notice yourself, right? Like I said that, oh man, wow, like we're, it's a, and it becomes more conscious. More often than not, when we're triggered, we're just responding and we're not conscious of why or how or what. But the more we start to ask those questions, then we start to realize, oh, I said that because when he said this, I had this feeling. And so then right. I responded like that. Right. Oh my God, I, I was just talking to one of my barbers. Uh, well, not one of my barbers, my barber. And he was going through a difficult time with his girlfriend. And I said, <laughs> we had this conversation a couple of times. He's like, you know, we're still arguing. And, I, and he was talking. And I said, you don't listen. <laughs> and he, like, he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, she said, ask me questions. Don't just assume. And you still ask, don't ask questions. And you, <laughs> you still assume. Instead <laughs> of telling me, you don't listen. And I said, just I said, you're not really getting what she's saying you know I said listen to her maybe repeat what she's saying and then she's triggered by what you're saying like you did that and if you can take that responsibility of like something you said out of your mouth triggered her then investigate so you can start cleaning it up with yourself and vice versa you know if she's triggered you and what she's saying like it's your responsibility to say hey you know this is triggering me and this is x y this is why uh, you you would probably defuse a lot of your arguments yes your, yeah i i once got some feedback and it's interesting and and it's interesting because I, I don't know about for you like i i also often had that thing of like you know like i don't want to be the coach in my relationship i mean not that you can <laughs> really turn these things off and on really but but there was that sense of right like kind of asking may can i give you feedback so i would get information like my partner would tell me a story and he'd be and i'd immediately go into oh well you go blah, 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 blah. and that would be a trigger for him and then it was like and i was telling this to it wasn't even a coach it was actually a girlfriend and it was like that sense of right well ask does he want to actually get any feedback, right? And I think, and that can be sort of, that's not gender specific. I think that can just be in general, that sense of if someone shares something, what is it that they're seeking from you? Like, do they want feedback? Do they just want you to listen? You know, do they want ideas? Like clarifying what's the point of the conversation before kind of like jumping in to diagnose or whatever. I'm glad you brought this up too. It's one of my questions. Like, so as a coach, 
how have you learned to not just like give coaching to your friends and family? Because, <laughs> you know, because I'm learning that myself of like, can I give you feedback? Can I, because I, can I offer you something? Because as I, again, like master these things, my instincts are become so strong and I want to verbalize and, and I have to like, I have to hold back so much. So how do you, as a coach, you know, work through that? Yeah, I mean, that, that example was clear about, like, the, the, the feedback was uh, very, and that's definitely a real example. And that was kind of like the ones where I was like, oh, right, like, yeah. Um, like, asking, asking to, if, if that's something that he wanted to have. I mean, I think the other thing is, is sometimes it depends, like, you know, there's their friends, and then I also have friends who are in coaching and healing. So that's interesting. I do have one friend, we are accountability partners. Mm. So we do have a time that's set for what we call our seven and sevens, where we talk about what happened during the week. And then the other person gives feedback. It is kind of funny sometimes like we, when we'll go out maybe socially, like on a non like accountability mm -hmm. partner day. And it's kind of like, it is, sometimes it feels kind of strange because you're like, all oh, right, this isn't the like, this isn't the accountability time. And usually we just slip right into the friend thing. Um, it is interesting though about with that, it's like, right, okay, so I'm not gonna, I, although in that case, maybe I don't really feel like I'm missing it because I know we, we speak every week. So like, <laughs> right. I don't need to, to worry about that because we'll have the next week's accountability conversation. Although I'll still be present on that call. Uh, yeah, I think it's the, it is, it's asking for, you know, what would you like? You know, or or even even it could be even be silly to say like you know, <laughs> do you want to talk to me as your friend? You know, like it's like again, I think it's a, like asking and kind of setting those parameters because mm -hmm. sometimes maybe even on the other side, like maybe they are trying to get some coaching on the side, and it's like you know, and then that's an interesting thing. I've not really, I don't think I've ever really coached a friend before, so I've not had that kind of thing where it's kind of like, are we coaching? Are we friends? Um, I've not had that kind of a business relationship with a friend, but I think, yeah, it's like asking questions, setting those parameters, and then also being clear sometimes where you're like, I'm off. Like the doc, the coach is not in. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Or what do you do that works? Um, well, I, you know, one, I, I know I offered like even today, uh, <laughs> this friend of mine, you know, we've new friends and, you know, he was, had some story about I'm trying to you know find a place and stuff like that and I said I just sent a message I said no you're not because you don't have a plan I just just mm -hmm. <laughs> that's all I said and he sent me a message he's like why are you saying this why uh, what and I was like do you have a plan you know and I'm like you know and I said you know I can I caught myself so you know what so I'm really sorry that I offered this to you um, you didn't ask for coaching and, um, and I apologize. And then he sent him a message back. He goes, no, 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 no. That was a good question. <laughs> you know, um, but I have to be careful, yeah. you know, um, with friends because as you know, I, I, I have a branding coach and he, my one word is barrier breaker. And I'm the one that's going to say the thing that probably rocks people. And I, it was with this guy, one of the guys. And, and I kept, you know, I think for me, 
when you have a friend that's over that says these same things over and over and over again then it's like am i going to be the friend to be like woo 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 be nice or i'm going to be the one to say the thing that's going to disrupt that whole thing and get him to action you know um so to me it's a fine line it's mm. a real fine line um and and i backed off of it a lot with especially with one of my best friends you know she was not happy <laughs> with you know something that i offered her without asking you know it really shook our relationship and so i had to learn and back off a lot and um so i'm i'm still learning right right i think to... i think for me my approach tends to be whether it's personal or professional tends to be more questioning so i think that i may ask more questions than i would like say so like the situation with the friend i with the plan and thing i might i would i might actually ask the question like oh so what's your plan or what are you hoping to get from this mm-hmm. right um before i went into like and that's just my style like so so sometimes maybe maybe the line for me is is thinner than i think it because i'm not necessarily telling i'm asking and yet appreciative inquiry is part of the coaching process so right. i'm probably doing it in some ways more than um I, it's funny i i this was a, it wasn't a friend story but i was at a networking events event once and i told someone i was a stress coach and they were like <laughs> give me you know three things i can do to be less stressed and so i just started asking questions and by the third question he was like forget this you don't know what you're talking about because i really i was like and i said to him i was like i'm i could give you random things but my preference is working around what you're doing like what you're doing what you're not doing what's working what's not right. so that's just me so i guess m- maybe my word would be questions or in- in- inquiring um so that's what i do and in some ways sometimes the questions can be annoying too to people because <laughs> if they haven't thought through it it can right. be the same frustration that you're sharing i just might get their three questions later where right. they're like why are you asking me all this right well you just can't try to get related to see like yeah. what are you stressed about what are you dealing with so i can yeah. like give you something related to that and then some random Right. Go, go meditate for 20 minutes. <laughs> right. And then come back to me like, well, I don't like to meditate or I don't. Right. Know. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that was funny. I was like, okay. Because we're all, I mean, in essence, right, we're, we're kind of socialized to want the quick fix, right? Right. We want, the, we want the one pill that we can take or the one meditation, guided meditation thing that's going to completely change our lives. And, you know, and sometimes, right, certain things do happen like that. I think what happens is when when there is the quick we tend to ignore what led to the quick right? right so like when something when something shifts sometimes it is that it shifted just like that often it's also well what led to all that so all the other shifts that we didn't quite see or notice or recognize mm-hmm. before the shift right i mean you know what are some of the benefits of like having a coach in your life like people are like i mean i mean obviously you have grown so much having a coach in your life like what are what are the seven opportunities by having a coach in one's life yeah i mean i think it is that at least for you know personally and and 
having received and also um, offering is, like I said, that that holding holding the bigger space or holding the space to dream bigger, you know, mm-hmm. someone where you can share ideas with and be like, you know, or, or talk about things or articulate things that maybe you've not articulated with other people mm-hmm. that, that then, as well as like we're talking about the accountability around how might you achieve some of those things, so whether that's on the career and professional side or the health and wellness side or on the relationship side, right? Being able to articulate what's going on, being able to have the safe space of someone that will listen, listen without judgment, um, and be able to ask questions to get you to think differently, perhaps reframe, like do a lot of reframing, you know, like some, like I'm really frustrated about X, Y, and Z. Well, have you looked at it this way? Have you looked at it that way? Relationships, it's like, have you looked at it from their point of view, right? right. All of those things that help to, it's, it's almost, it's like pulling this, it's like pulling back, right? It's like widening your lens and being mm-hmm. able to see things from a different perspective, a larger perspective, so that then when you focus in again, you can either go in the same direction or choose to go differently. Right. And I, and I, and I was, you know, I'm doing another, I think I talked to you about this, another seven month program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm coaching this program. And one of the things we discovered this, this weekend is the words that we use in our that comes out of our mouth that really affects us not only as coaches, but as people. And like, you know, you're always enrolling somebody into something. And, you know, our senior coach stopped this one coach. She was like, don't, when you start saying, I need to, that's your, your, um, falling into a deep hole. You're choosing to be something that gives you power. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know why that simple coaching, like just blew my mind Mm -hmm. like i'm choosing gives me power and saying i need to do this because it feels you know kind of like thing i'm harping but i'm I'm choosing i'm i'm powerfully selecting for myself yes and i really started and they they've been throwing this word around like being rigorous with the words that we say to ourselves and i was like oh my gosh i i am taking this on this new uh, thing of like being rigorous of how I speak to myself, how I speak to my clients, how I'm going to be speaking to my participants or the coaches. So that's one of the, I, I really love that sort of benefit of having a coach in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're coming to the end and I'm going to ask a couple of questions, uh, which, I, which I ask every single person and just tell me what comes to mind. So what does a life of love mean to you? Ooh, I just got like a (laughs) feeling in my heart. A life of love. It's a life of choice. It's a life of joy. It's a life of um, experience, adventure, bliss. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I love that. And so how do you as a coach disrupt yourself or get out of your own way? Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm also, I was an English major in college, so I love what you were saying about being rigorous about your words. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, semantics are really important to me, right? So, yeah, sh- being really aware of the I have to or I yeah. should or shouldn't, like that whole language, like you were saying. Um, and, and getting better at knowing when I need to talk with someone about 
something differently, like shifting, like, like it's I, I, at the breakfast, I went to a, a women's net, networking breakfast and it's like allowing yourself to dream big. And, and I, what mm. I said was do it for clients all the time. Right. But it's like creating the spaces and the environments where I can also oh, yes. dream big uh, about the next steps for my vision, whether it's my business or my, you know, my love life, whatever it is, just creating that space. Wow. And so what does a juicy love life looks like to you? Ooh, ooh wow. <laughs> uh, I guess it's all that I shared uh, times two. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it's, yeah, so it's the love. I guess you got to throw passion in there. You got to mm-hmm. throw um, attraction, <laughs> desire, um, and, and choice, right? Like that sense of I'm choosing to be with you. Mm. using right like or i get to i get yeah. to be with this person i get I to love that and share share with this person i love that love 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 that and what is the secret to coaching that you wish that people knew mm, secret it's it's not scary right or, i mean <laughs> i shouldn't i mean yes it can be but and and as long as you're working with someone who's willing to meet you where you are mm. and hold the safe space, yes, it's it's not scary in the horror movie. Like you know, like <laughs> it, it can be challenging. It can be difficult. You know, like I said, I'm I'm even though I'm a coach, I'm probably like a terrible client at times because you know, <laughs> I, I, I know and I don't want to do. So if you know that that we are as coaches are that way, we're all human, right? right. So as long as you're with someone who again holds space for you, creates safe space, listens, listens without judgment, um, it, it can be a really transformative journey. Right. And where can people find you online? Ooh, awesome. So we uh, are startwithincoaching.com and I am coach underscore Colette on Twitter and Instagram. All right. I, I really appreciate you being on this podcast and just want to acknowledge you for just, you know, there's such a huge movement, movement in the world of mindfulness and looking within and you bringing that to your practice. I just like this makes me so warm inside and um, because it's just such, it, it makes such a difference in people's lives and the way they move and operate through the world and in relationships. So I appreciate you doing that and bringing that to your business. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative for you and what you're doing. I love those questions about juicy love. <laughs> Hey guys, so don't forget to subscribe on Instagram at Jimmy Allen and Twitter, simply Jimmy. And don't forget to rate, rate, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast if you enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining me. This is Jimmy Allen with Crazy Juicy Love. Hey guys, are you ready to call in your one? Are you ready to become wildly magnetic to the partner that you deserve and start creating that crazy, juicy love? Well, I am offering a discount package when you listen to this podcast. So when you listen to this podcast, you follow me on Instagram, you DM me and say, you listen to this podcast, and I will offer you a discount on a seven-week session. Crazy, juicy love.